Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. Where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it for our own personal lives. That's the vibe here. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Uh, last time at the end of the episode, I challenged you guys to move your body more, get outside, do some exercise. It'll make you feel so much better. That's really been keeping me going this week. Last week, I wasn't able to exercise as much because I was feeling a little bit sore and pains in my body. And now that I'm back, I'm feeling so good. So if you have not done that this week, I think y'all should get out there. 30 minutes like Michelle Obama used to say, you know, just make it happen. Your body will thank you with those endorphins. Speaking of working out and lifting weights, you guys, I did one of the most bold things I've ever done in my life today. Oh my God, wait, there's something in my mouth. (laughs) Ew. (gasps) I just ate a Jolly Rancher and I accidentally ate part of the wrapper. Ew. That's so nasty. Those wrappers do stick to the candy though. (laughs) Anyway, I, last night I was like bored in my bed for some reason. And I was like, you know what? I work out so much. I should really start exploiting myself like if i'm gonna spend all this time and effort and money on the gym and on supplements and on protein powder why not start an OnlyFans? and i actually know someone who does the whole twitter hoe situation and is really popular on there and is kind of can guide me in the OnlyFans area so today i posted a few photos on twitter on a new twitter account that i just made and i asked him to retreat one of them to fully launch my Twitter hoe era. I guess I'm in my hoe era. And it almost has 10,000 likes at this point. And my brand new account almost has 1,500 followers, which is absolutely crazy. I had no, I, I did not expect this reaction at all. I'm flattered. I'm not going to like base my worth on the likes I get from me, like exploiting my body. Um, if you guys shame me though for doing this, that's really messed up of you. We don't shame sex workers here. But he was like, my friend was like, don't base your worth in like any likes you get on Twitter. Like, just ignore it. Just do it for the money. Don't get your confidence from this. And I was like, you know what? That is so right. But I'm very happy to be starting. So if you want to take a peek, don't worry. There's no inappropriate body parts showing. It's like gym photos and like flexing after a workout. It's nothing crazy. It's at Patty Pop Private. And yeah maybe go check it out kind of tea right i guess i'm a twitter baddie now anyway there's so much to talk about today it's kind of a political episode today on pcu um not because i wanted it to be super political that's just what everyone is talking about right now that is what is popular so we kind of just need to discuss it all starting with both kimberly west no kimberly kardashian sorry and kanye west are both in really hot trouble one with the law one with the public they're both getting absolutely canceled destroyed right now so we're going to get into kim and kanye then we're going to talk about how DeBaby is flopping so hard after his new album came out because of his homophobic rant he went on and unfortunately we're going to talk 
about how all of America is basically homophobic because how bad the bros movie did. And then lastly, we're going to talk about Demi Lovato and Post Malone having really big problems on their tour and maybe not being able to continue touring anymore. And the blonde movie on Netflix that is based on Marilyn Monroe's life and why people have said there has never been a more disgusting movie ever made in life. Before we get into all that, if you can just rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you're already here, you may as well rate it five star, duh. Leave a cute little review, screenshot yourself listening to it and post it on your Instagram story. Don't make me steal your phone and do it for you because it helps the podcast get out there, spread it around, tag me in it. If you do post it on your Instagram story, I will hit you up in your DMs and we can chat. But without further ado, let's get into today's class session. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. The world moves on another day, another drama, drama. But not for me, not for me. All I think about is karma. And then the world moves on, but one thing's for sure. Maybe I got mine, but you'll all get yours. Kim Kardashian is sued while Kanye West is booed. Remember when Taylor Swift said, the world moves on another day, another drama, drama, but not for me, not for me. All I think about is karma. And then the world moves on, but one thing's for sure. Maybe I got mine, but you'll all get yours. Oh, I think she was right. And I love that the karma is hitting right around her new album release. It's truly poetic. And I like that she's taking them down. Tay Karma, as the kids call it, I believe. Tay Karma? Yeah, Tay Karma is real. Anyway, Miss Lawyer herself, lawyer apprentice in training, Kimberly Kardashian, has lost a lawsuit and now has to pay the price. And it's a pretty hefty price. So all of you aspiring influencers out there, listen up because you never want to make this mistake because you could very well be in this situation i could be in this situation i didn't even know about this that is why kim has lost a lawsuit because it's not something you would really expect so kim posted something on her instagram in june 2021 so we're we're going way back over a year ago i can still recall our last summer we're calling out last summer here she it was like her with a little image that was talking about a cryptocurrency company called Ethereum Max Token. It's a crypto token. And the caption said, are you guys into crypto? And it's her like posing with it. The crypto token that she is kind of promoting. I have no idea what crypto does or even is, to be honest. It may as well be ancient hieroglyphics to me, but a bunch of straight men are behind it. (laughs) So it can't be good. Anyway, Kim continued and said, This is not financial advice, but sharing what my friends just told me about the Ethereum Max token. And she put hashtag ad because she was paid to post that. But Kim found herself in a lawsuit because basically when you're posting crypto or really when you're posting in many different industries, there's different rules for what you have to disclose if you are doing a paid brand deal. Like for some brand deals that I do, not only do I have to put hashtag ad, but I have to put in a toggle and get an ad code that is very explicitly showing everyone that this is an ad. But other 
ads. I don't even have to put hashtag ad. So there's just different rules that go along with different brand deals. If you did not know that, it's not just all hashtag ad. And basically, Kim didn't know that. And she had to disclose to her followers how much she was paid to talk about this post, apparently. So the SEC charged Kim Kardashian with failure to disclose that she was paid $250,000 to publish that Instagram post. So while she thought she followed the rules, she didn't. The SCE found that she um, violated the anti-touting provision of federal security laws. So even though she put hashtag ad, she just had to disclose more. She had to say she was paid a quarter million dollars, and she probably had no idea. Someone on her team was not smart, I'm sure Kim has a lot of people behind her Instagram because (laughs) remember when she was talking about how hard it is to keep up an Instagram presence and she was like, it's a lot of work. It's very time consuming and it's a lot harder than you may think, which I do agree with. Having a social media presence is a lot harder than some people think, but they were just sloppy with this post and they really let Kim get in trouble here. She probably just saw the check. She had no idea what she was doing. She was seeing green. You know, she said, there's no seeing green, but I'm seeing green. (laughs) that's all she was focused on so kim kardashian came to um court you know she was sued she didn't even try to go through with the lawsuit she just accepted a settlement to just get this over with so she agreed to pay 1.26 million dollars to the sce which is the securities and exchange commission due to the civil charges the settlement includes one million dollar of a fine because of kim's reach and how many people she was falsely you know posting a brand deal too without being fully um disclosed with them fully open with them about the exchange so one million dollars of fine and then she had to give back the two hundred fifty thousand. so and there was some interest so 1.26 million in total and she can't promote crypto for three more years i don't i mean i hope crypto isn't around in three more years and i don't really think kim kardashian cares she's too busy promoting skims and lemmy gummies and photos of her ass so i don't think she's gonna miss posting about crypto kim blur said that miss kardashian is pleased to have resolved this matter with the sce um kardashian fully cooperated with the sce from the very beginning and remains willing to do whatever she can to assist them in this matter she wants to get this behind her to avoid protracted dispute the agreement she reached with them allows her to do that and she can move forward with her many different business pursuits I mean, this has to look bad at her when she shows up in law school, right? Like, not Kim having to pay an over-million-dollar settlement in between classes. She's going to show up to class tomorrow and be like, Hey, y'all. Hey. How y'all doing? They fully know what happened. This does make her maybe lose a little credibility as a lawyer. Hmm, Maybe I wouldn't hire her. Maybe after I kill someone, I'm not going to hire her to try to OJ Simpson me. But whatever. Uh, This has also happened to DJ Khaled and Floyd Mayweather in the past. They promoted crypto and weren't fully honest with everyone. So they had some legal trouble as well. This is a common thing, I guess. And we just all need to be aware of it if you're wanting to be an influencer. So what can we learn when you see an influencer or celebrity trying to endorse something for money or trying to sell you something? Do not immediately buy into it. Don't think that you need it. Don't just listen to them because they're your favorite influencer and you love them and you think there's no way they would ever promote something dangerous or not fully honest with you. You should do the research yourself. You should think about the product yourself and really do your due diligence to see if that product is worthy and something that you really need because you never know 
what's really going on behind these brand deals and if they're really legit and if the influencer was very honest with you. So just know what you're doing first, do your research, especially with investment things like crypto and NFTs and all those things those nerdies are into. Really look into that before you decide to throw your money just because Kim Kardashian asked you to. So Kim said, you want to see some ass? I want to see some cash. But she does not need to see your cash. So yeah, just be careful out there. Next, let's talk about Kanye West. So this is far worse than what Kim did. Kim, this was an accident. I can forgive her for this. Kanye is purposely trying to provoke and cause social uproar. He's trying to cause problems, and he really did it this time. I try to be a Kanye supporter. I really do. People used to think I didn't like him because they made up that rumor about him and Jeffree Star dating. I really do like him. I think a, a lot of what he says does make sense, and I think he's misunderstood sometimes, and I can support him sometimes, but I really, I don't think anyone can support this except one of the worst women on earth, Candace Owens, but we'll get into that in a moment. So this is what Kanye did that pissed everyone off, and you've probably seen it. He had his new Yeezy showcase at the Yeezy season nine presentation in Paris. It was like a fashion show showing, you know, everything from the new season. Good for him. We love, you know, his Yeezy fashions. Great. But during the show, he wore a jacket with the words in front of a whole room of people ready to be so enthusiastic for him, love him, give his work attention. He wears a jacket that says, white lives matter on the back. Even that coming out of my mouth, I, I, I literally felt some kind of gag reflex coming out of my, up my throat when I said that. And he showed up with Candace Owens wearing a matching one, saying the same exact thing, white lives matter. In this whole public-ass event at Paris, everyone's taking photos of them. It went viral on Twitter. Not only that, but in his fashion show, just to make things worse, he made models wear it too and parade around the catwalk with that message blaring to everyone. He even made a black model wear that. Everyone online feels so bad for her. Obviously, we don't know her political beliefs or where she stands, but people just feel so bad for her that they she had to wear, to make money, a jacket with that sort of racist message on it. It's so sad. Not only that, it, it gets worse. He made kids from his Donda Academy, his new school for children, hold hands in a circle and sing a choir song at the show too, including North, who was there and was seeing these models walk around and her own dad wear a shirt that says, White Lives Matter. So basically all the kids were learning that message, being in, in, indoctrinated, is that the word? With that message. It all just seems very fucked up. And why did he have to do that at his fashion show? Something else interesting, Naomi Campbell walked the show. So people are like, is she supporting him? Did he like brainwash her to also want to have this propaganda on her back that says white lives matter? She didn't wear it, but she was just at, she walked the show. So she knew it was going to happen. Some major tea is that Jaden Smith was at the show. And when he saw someone wearing a white lives matter jacket, he got up and left. He was in Paris for that show. And he just said, nope, not worth it. I left. He tweeted after I had to dip LOL black lives matter. Yeah, where's Will Smith when you need him? Someone go smack someone. Anyway, why would he do that? That's even worse, in my opinion, than saying all lives matter. That takes it a step further. 
and it's more offensive. I think this is his way of, in his mind, trying to like stand for equality or something. He, like I think he's one of those people who wants all lives matter to be a thing and thinks that white lives are being overlooked as some white people are trying to go and cry wolf about. He said a lot of times in the past that he doesn't like people trying to tell him what to do or what he can and cannot say because he's black. So this is just another one of his, his examples of going against the norm of what I guess black people think that he should do. He's very big on his free speech. That's his whole motto, his life. He's an independent thinker. And this is just another example of that. So he's doing this show to let everyone know that a very famous black man can support the rights ideas of all lives matter. And he doesn't care what you think about it. But in my opinion, it draws a line. And the line is if Candace Owens agrees with it. Because I think Candace Owens is one of the worst humans on the planet. I think she's an absolute monster. So disrespectful to so many people. So heartless. So angry and mean to so many different communities. She said that trans people are like mentally ill and freaks or something along those lines. I don't know if that's the exact fact of what she said. But she said that Dylan Mulvaney, the woman on the trans woman on TikTok who does the however many days of being a girl... Candace said in a video that I literally just watched, that's why I know about this specific thing. Candace uses such gross clickbait and she's just a troll who uses prejudice and hate and shock factor to get views because she's a low life. She said that what Dylan does is so despicable and she hates her and she was just trashing Dylan so much. I don't know if Dylan saw it, but. I know a lot of people were attacking Candace for that, as they should. Candace is this conservative commentator. She's sexist, homophobic, transphobic. I don't know if those things are fact. I'm not trying to get sued. Those things are fat. Those things are not fact. But she comes across that way. So she probably is. Anything she supports, I really just cannot. I really liked this tweet from Nicole Brown Yvette. I think that's her name. Let me pull it up. Um... Oh, yes. Oh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Sorry, I have dyslexia. <laughs> she quote tweeted it, the picture of them wearing the White Lives Matter shirt that like broke the internet. And she said, two pathetic trolls pathetically trolling. Nothing new here. They each have also already shown that White Lives Matter very, very much to them. Black Lives, meh. Who else is bored by every antic they try? Absolutely. I couldn't have said it but myself, these are just two trolls. I now see that Kanye, maybe more often than not, maybe I give Kanye the benefit of the doubt too much. And he does do things that are very offensive and trolling. And maybe I should start to just think of him as a troll and not someone who is trying to just get his message across via his public pleas and public cries for attention and everything like that. Maybe I give Kanye too much benefit of the doubt but should people really be surprised he supported trump in the past he said slavery was a choice harry tubman never freed the slaves he got banned from instagram for calling trevor noah a slur and he was calling the kardashians the kkk like do you remember him saying that saying that chris jenner's chris jung-un and comparing them to all the kardashians to a lot of other like evil groups like the kkk and he thinks his kids will get corrupt by Kim and Chris, but he seems like the one that's been corrupt at the moment. And people really just don't know what to make of him anymore or if they should be on his side or not. So that's why we're talking about this. It's really just what's on the tip of everyone's tongue. And that's exactly what Kanye wanted. He wanted attention and he probably wanted 
like white people who are on the right to like his fashion or something but i just think it's very fucked up i really like this tweet by jameel hill she said so many folks are trying to excuse kanye wearing a white lives matter t-shirt as just a troll move or marketing maybe it is but it's dangerously it's a dangerously dumb message to send for someone with this massive platform i've been off dude but y'all go ahead labeling his foolishness as genius I think that sums up everything I was trying to say very briefly and eloquently. Uh, Shout out to Jamil. I think that was an amazing synopsis of everything here. So what can we learn from this? I think, first of all, I should just say all lives can't matter until black lives do. And white lives matter has been instilled since literally the beginning of America. So I don't know why that was even a thought in anyone's mind. But I'm going to let the what can we learn part of this come from a black film producer named Van Lathen. And he said... We don't need a reminder of the worth of white lives. America is a shrine to the worth of white people. This message is reactionary to a message affirming the worth of black lives, which have never been worth anything in America. In its intent, it's a white supremacist notion because it posts that we can't have a conversation about the worth of black people without having a conversation about the worth of white people, which is fucking insane. The notion that it always has to be about white people in America is incredibly frustrating, emotionally draining, and the whole problem. But here's Kanye apparently centering that notion again. So I completely agree with that. And that's just what's going on today. I don't mean to get too political, but that is what literally everyone is talking about right now. So good for Kanye. Bros bombed and I'm so upset and I'm not talking about a bunch of white straight men setting off a bomb. I'm talking about the movie Bros bombed with Billy Eichner and a whole bunch of other gay people who made this film. There's a really sexy gay lead too and the whole film just fucking bombed. I'm sure you've seen some promo for it. I was in LA last week. Every fucking poster was two men touching each other's asses. Talking about how, oh, bros, bros, oh, there, there could be a gay love story, a gay rom-com, first rom-com ever made by the fully LGBTQ cast and crew. And I was pretty damn excited. I think Billy, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Billy Eichner said some offensive things about another gay movie that came out this year, Fire Island. He kind of dismissed that whole thing when he kept saying, like, bros is the first gay rom-com, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't. Fire Island was, so I was kind of mad at Billy Eichner, but... At the end of the day, even though what he said was fucked up, I still didn't want the movie to bomb. I wanted it to do good because I want LGBTQ people to thrive. We're talking about another political thing here. Oh my God, this is like, is this the, am I Patty Pop political? Should I change my app? No, I shouldn't. I should, I should not do that. But anyway, it really did so bad and I'm so upset. So the movie in opening weekend only made $4.8 million. You may think like, oh my God, $4.8 million, that's so much. No, the movie had a budget of $22 million. So that means it has to make that whole thing back. And usually the budget of films, like if it's a really good film, it could make the whole budget back in one day. It can make the whole budget back in opening weekend. That's usually what happens. But that was the whole opening weekend and it only made $4.8 million, even with all the promo. And it had a really good uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of 90%. That's that's an a minus you know we can respect that it had a 91 audience score anyone i know who saw it said that it was so good 
every gay TikToker with over 100,000 followers in that creator fund was posting about bros, was on pros, uh, bros, PR list. I wasn't on the PR list. Why didn't I do an ad for pros? That's why it bombed. <laughs> You're not going to have Patty Pop Culture do an ad for bros? It's fucked up. Anyway, as compared, Smile, the horror movie that's out right now, and Don't Worry Darling both opened up to about $20 million on their opening weekend. So bros only did one-fourth of that. And bros came in at number four at the box office behind Smile. You know, that's fine if it's not number one to another film that just came out. But it was also behind the second week of Don't Worry Darling and the third week of Woman King. So it's doing worse than these movies that have been out for multiple weeks. And Billy Eichner, he was really passionate about it. He was doing like Billy on the Street segments again. He dusted off that old GoPro and and microphone. He even got his old lady host friend, Elena, to come back on the show, who's like 90 years old and does not have time for this. But he was pulling out all the Billy on the Street stops to promote this shit. And I just think it deserved better. But he kind of reacted to it on Twitter and said... Last night, I snuck in and sat in the back of a sold-out theater playing bros in L.A. The audience howled with laughter from start to finish, burst into applause at the end, and were wiping away tears as they walked out of it. It was truly magical. Really, I am very proud of this movie. Rolling Stones already has bros on the list of the best comedies of the 21st century. What's also true is that at one point, a theater chain called Universal and said that they were going to pull the trailer because of the gay content. Universal had to convince them not to. America, fuck yeah, etc., etc. That's just the world we live in. Unfortunately, even with glowing reviews, great Rotten Tomato scores, and an A cinematic score, straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up for bros. And that's disappointing, but it is what it is. Everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see bros tonight. You will have a blast. And it is special and uniquely powerful to see this particular story on the big screen, especially for queer folks who don't get this opportunity often. I love this movie so much. Go bros. Heart. Rainbow emoji. Gay, 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 gay. Faggity, fag, fag, gay. I can say fag because I'm gay. Anyway, Billy is absolutely right. I cannot agree with this more. I have not seen bros. I'm actually seeing it tomorrow night because remember, we pay with our dollars for what we want to see in the future. That's why I'm going to go see bros and have a great fucking time with my boyfriend and really just embrace all the LGBTQ-ness. But I think he's absolutely right. I think a huge part of the country is still very homophobic. But I mean, let's guess. People in Alabama, only three people saw it in Alabama out of their millions and millions of population there. That's probably just exactly what happened. I wish I could say I was shocked by this, but unfortunately... I am not. That's just the sad reality of things. If it was a gay rom-com with, I mean, a straight rom-com with like the same plot and everything and that same sexy male actor who was leading it, it probably would have done a lot better and beat Smile at the box office this movie. Straight people probably thinks that Bros is scarier than Smile, which is a horror film, just because there's two men kissing in it. Parents legit won't bring their kids to gay shows, hence the whole drag show should be canceled wherever that's happening in the country. That is so fucked up. But it just proves that this is a real problem. There's real protest and, like, angry mobs with pitchforks and torches protesting gay shit in the country. People think that taking their kids to see two men kiss on screen will make them gay. And there's no statistical proof at all, by the way, you guys, that kids who are raised by same-sex parents, hence exposed to more gayness, will tend to come out gay. Like, there's no correlation there. If kids are exposed to gayness, they will come out as gay at all. That is just a homophobic thought process that that would happen. And I think kids should be exposed to 
gay couples just as normally as they're exposed to straight couples because it is normal and it should be normalized. So anyone that's saying that bros trailer shouldn't be played or drag queens shouldn't be allowed to lip sync to Celine Dion and throw sparkle in the air and thwarp their gay fans and do a wig reveal for children to be entertained, I think are so fucked up. And yeah, I just agree with Billy so much. I'm so upset for him. Hopefully it does better on streaming and it eventually makes its money back. I really have heard it's so great. So I think you guys should go and see bros. And I think this is just such a big problem because now movie studios aren't going to make more gay movies because movies, movie studios, when they take pitches for films, they're only going to greenlight something if that type of film has historically done well in the box office and they're going to go based off pre-existing market data and now with this bad market data about gay rom-coms none of them are going to be made anymore which is a huge step backwards bros was like one step forward and three steps backwards and the whole thing just makes me so upset so remember we vote with our dollars that's what we can learn and you guys should go vote for equality and love because love wins and go see bros remember that harry styles is coming out with a gay movie this month later this month my policeman where he said he's gonna have a really sensual and properly done gay sex scene that no gays have ever done before in a movie that well i'm very excited for that sex scene by the way his um oral sex scenes and don't worry darling were pretty good i feel like they weren't the best but like they were pretty good so i'm excited to see that scene that he is hyping up so much And I'm just excited to see how well my policeman does now because bros kind of flopped. So it'll be interesting to see if this gay film can kind of rewrite what's going on right now. It is Harry Styles and people will eat up anything he does. So let's hope it does better. Let's move on to some other homophobic content here. And that is DaBaby, one of the most famous homophobes of all time. After his despicable rant at, I think, 2020 or 2021 Rolling Loud, No, it's definitely 2021. Rolling Loud, where he basically said people with HIV are disgusting and going to die in two weeks and dirty. And he knew exactly what he was saying. HIV is more prevalent in the gay community. So he was majorly canceled, dropped from like every festival ever. After that nasty speech he gave about STDs and putting down gay people, he lost over $30 million of profits because of what he said. And absolutely, as he should, DaBaby should be put in a corner forever for that because he's gross. And he's finally getting his comeuppets because I love the word comeuppets. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Your comeuppets. And thankfully, I feel like Taylor Swift had something to do with this. She gave him some Tay Karma. His album fucking bombed. And I've never been happier to see someone's album bomb. His It bombed so bad. Like SoundCloud rapper bad. It only sold 15K in its first week. For comparison, the last album he put out before his scandal had 124,000 sales in the first week. So major, major drop, and it is just so sweet. I am so happy that he is failing like this. I I, I want to send him like a postcard and be like, so happy to see your downfall. Keep it up. Um, this man like kills people in Walmart and shoots people in his backyard, and he still thinks he's the shit. So I'm very happy that he's just being humbled all around. He even tried to get press for his album by calling out Megan the Stallion in one of the songs, basically saying that in the lyrics that he banged Megan the Stallion the night before Tory Lane shot her in the foot. 
as if he hadn't done enough, as if he wasn't a big enough asshole. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Tory Lanez has a, Megan has a restraining order against Tory Lanez. And DaBaby almost broke, DaBaby made Tory Lanez break that restraining order because DaBaby brought out Tory Lanez at a music festival as a surprise guest for the crowd. Well, Megan Thee Stallion was also at that same festival. And he knows he wasn't supposed to do that, but he just does not respect Megan. He doesn't respect the gays. He doesn't respect the theys or the girls. So if you're a girl gay or they, do not support the baby. But anyway, the lyrics about Megan were, You play with me, that shit was childish. The day before she said that Tory Lane shot her, I was fucking on Megan. The Stallion. Waited to say that shit on my next album, Hit it the day before, too. But I kept it player. I ain't say nothing about it. How, okay, how did you keep it player if you're now saying something about it? How? Explain. Clearly you're not player. And is player just a word for literal piece of shit? Is that the slang word for player? Uh, he continued down to in the lyrics, and he said that um, he even called out her boyfriend, Partisan Fontaine, who Megan is still with and loves very much, he said, had her pretty boy boyfriend tweeting me, ready to die, bout the bitch like a coward. I told you, N-words, don't play. Now you gon' have to handle me. I poked the motherfucking bear. I'm an animal. His lyrics are so bad. First of all, can we just say, he doesn't have the sauce like he thinks he does. He needs a ghostwriter. He needs to hit up Cardi B for her ghostwriter. Those lyrics remind me of the song that's like, I make a motherfucker say, oh yeah, I'm cold as a, blah, blah, blah. if you ever see me in a fight with a bear, help the bear. Like, it reminds me of that song that was a meme online. But yeah, he called out Megan to try to get clout and it still flopped. He still flopped. The hate train isn't working at all, baby. Like Megan Stein said, the hate campaign ain't working at all. The more hoes hate, the more money she's going to make. And the more men that talk, the more men want to taste. And he clearly didn't get that when he heard the song, her, 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 she, 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 she. He didn't understand that. He actually had a really big hit with Megan, Cry Baby. Remember that song? Her friends and her mom hate me. But it'll cry, baby. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, he actually had a really big hit with her and now he's going to drag her. They were friends too. He's throwing that all away for what? The bros and some clout that didn't even work. And for a trash bro like Tory Lanez. DaBaby clearly hates Megan. Um, and he probably hates all women and gays and theys too. So again, you just shouldn't support him. He claims that he flopped because his music was blackballed. Basically because he thinks like promoters and Spotify and Apple Music that could promote his music or whatever don't want to work with him because it's bad press. Which I totally agree with. I don't think they should work with him. I think that's fucked up and I don't think they should promote him. Meek Mill, who's another artist, said that they blatantly back blackballed the baby. Not my business, but I'm a observe on Twitter, seemingly supporting him. And yeah, the baby's just convinced that he's blackballed and not that his music actually sucks. So let's just read some tweets about his new album just to get a glimpse at how people really feel about this. This person said, "The baby is the second best rapper ever. Everyone else is tied for first. That <laughs> is absolutely true. This person said, DaBaby is not blackballed. He just hasn't evolved musically in the last three years. People got bored of him. That's all. And he's a cunt. He forgot that. People acting like DaBaby is blackballed when in reality his music isn't good enough to overcome the negative press at this point. When he had a public spat with someone, HIV comments, 
and Pillow talking about Megan by name. You can really only be the villain when your music is undeniable. That is so true. He He's just not good enough to be talking like this. The walk doesn't match the talk to baby. Your bars don't back you up. I'm I'm sorry. It's it's just true. This person says the baby will be fighting Jake Paul by next summer. Absolutely true. That's that's like the pipeline that famous people fall down. It's like when someone goes on Dancing with the Stars, you kind of know their career's over. But now it's like if you fight Jake Paul, <laughs> you know your career is probably over. So, absolutely. I agree with all of this. Um I think his homophobic fans literally still would stream his music if it was good enough and it was if it was promoted like it used to be so i think part of it is to blame for his bad press and part of it is to blame for it just being bad because he still had people writing for him after the whole scandal not as many a lot of people did leave him but some gross idiot incels were still willing to you know throw tantrums with the baby so what can we learn from this i think what we can learn from this whole situation is that you get what you put out into the world. The baby put out so much hate, and that is what dragged his career down. And he put so much hate out into the world, and now he's trying to hate on Megan and so many other people in the industry. And he's like killed people, and he's just an awful person. So I think he's just put out a lot of hate into the world, and that's what he got back. The universe is not going to reward someone like that who's built his career on that. And what goes around comes around, and karma is real. He put out negativity. He's ungrateful. He's arrogant, and that's the negativity is what the universe gave back to him and that's why he doesn't have a career anymore per period poo this hate giving me a pretty face i eat hate that's why i ain't got a waste the more hoes hate more money i'm gonna make and the more niggas talk more niggas want to take cuz i'm the most sickening ho so fucking sick of me no matter what they do or say it ain't no getting rid of me i come in every room and draw attention like a centipede stepping for a long time moving like a centipede i ain't scared of shit man or bitch Everybody hating, y'all can suck this clip Cause the hate campaign ain't working at all I ain't Jack or Jill, bitch, I ain't gonna fall I'm her, 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 her Okay, you guys, I have a problem <laughs> So today, my cousin sends me a text that says Oh my god, you're in the Daily Mail Oh my god, go check it out, look at what it's about And I was like, oh god, which one of my TikToks is in the Daily Mail? Who was I calling out that is now in an, a whole article? And there's a whole Daily Mail article on Snapchat about Yolanda Hadid and me and how she responded to my TikTok about her. So the headline says, Yolanda Hadid laughs off viral TikTok, accusing her of starving her model daughters, Gigi and Bella. And then right under that, it says, TikTok user Patty Pop Culture shared a video which accused the 58-year-old of mistreating her daughters, which has been viewed more than 6 million times since it was uploaded in July. So I guess now me and Yolanda Hadid have beef. I guess I'm the new zayn malik out here i guess me and yolanda have to fist fight now let me shove her up against a dresser just like zayn did and call her a fucking dutch slut i'm kidding I, w- I would never do that but me and a real housewife now have beef a few of the real housewives follow me actually bethany franco just commented on my tiktok the other day she said lol so i guess me and bethany have beef as well because who just says lol in a tiktok that's so ominous but yolanda apparently responded to it someone reposted it somewhere on twitter and responded and she said Worst mom. I'm the worst mom ever, I guess. And then she posted a TikTok of herself eating almonds with the hashtag worst mom ever, hashtag almonds. Because in my video, I said that she only lets Gigi eat like two almonds, which is true. She does. She literally fucked up Bella so much, like gave her all these issues. And I was kind of just explaining why Yolanda's reputation is so bad and why everyone doesn't like her. So I guess don't shoot the messenger. I guess this is by proxy my fault. And I... 
now have beef with this fucking Dutch slut. I'm kidding, but I hope she doesn't hate me. Um, it's so hard to navigate as my TikTok grows, like what I can, because I, I, I obviously don't make up anything about celebrities, but it's interesting now that there's a high chance celebrities will see it even if I'm just kind of saying what the public is already saying about them, are they going to hate me and take it out on me? And even if I throw my two cents in there a little bit, I have to kind of say what I feel. I'm not going to say I think Yolanda is a great mom or give her this sort of like overarching forgiveness, but I still can't be super mean at the same time. Not that I was being mean. I was kind of just stating facts, but it's going to be really hard to navigate from this point out. I'm so thankful for the growth and everything, but now I'm catching hands with these celebrities. I can't catch a lawsuit, can't catch a case. So we will see what happens next. Hopefully I'm not in the Daily Mail coming up next week. But um, let's talk about the next story here. And that has to do with people canceling tours and having major issues on their tour. And that has to do with Post Malone and Demi Lovato, two of the rockers out there in the world who goes harder i don't know i think demi lovato's song her new song 29 is pretty fucking baller if you ask me i think it's a banger but anyway did you guys see that post malone had a really hard fall at one of his last concerts like you've seen people fall on stage or girls like slip in their high heels but he fell pretty fucking hard there was a little like trap that he gets brought up in beneath the stage where he like slowly gets brought up the crowd see sees him missed, uh like dramatically entering through the bottom of the stage and the trap for some reason while well, he was already on the stage he was already brought up and he was just walking around performing it for some reason didn't come all the way up so there was basically a big hole in the middle of the stage where the trap is supposed to be and he stepped backwards while really going hard during one of his songs and one of his feet hit where the trap was supposed to be, where there was supposed to be stage floor, and there wasn't any stage floor. So it's like, do you know when you're walking down the stairs and you think there's another step, but there's not, and you, like, fall forward? It was like that. He, like, stepped, but there was nothing there. So his one leg just fell into the stage, and then the rest of his body just hit the stage, like, hard. Like, he was horizontal. He got flattened out. Uncool. He was not feeling like a rock star in that moment. I feel bad. Like, it's kind of demoralizing to fall in of a crowd like that especially when you're post malone so i I felt bad for him but um he had like he sustained some pretty bad effects afterwards and he had to cancel his next show because of his fall he said boston i love y'all so fucking much on tour i usually wake up around four o'clock p.m literally me and today i woke up to a cracking sound on the right side of my body I felt so good last night, but today it felt so different than it has before. I'm having I'm having a very difficult time breathing, and there's like a stabbing pain wherever I breathe or move. We're in the hospital now, but with this pain, I can't do the show tonight. I'm so fucking sorry. Everyone's tickets for the show will be valid for a rescheduled date that we are planning right now. Once again, I'm so fucking sorry. I love you all so much. I feel terrible, but I promise I'm going to make this up to you. I love you, Boston. I'll see you soon. I'm so sorry. Love, Austi. Oh, that is so fucking sad. Of course, that was just an accident and he didn't want it to happen. And not only is he embarrassed, but now he has to disappoint all these people. Imagine how hard it'd be to call off a show and disappoint thousands and thousands of people. Now you just feel like a huge dick. And he does not deserve that. It's It seems like his body was just not able to bounce back from the hit that he took. I feel like I've seen videos of him falling on stage before and he seemed fine, but this hit was a bit harder and he just really could not bounce back so quickly and I don't think we can blame him for that. He's only 27 and I'm glad like finally now he's about to go back to his tour and 
um, get back on the road and everything. So good for him. He just needed a second to regroup and everything. He's still young. You know, he can bounce back. Someone else who's still young, though, is Demi Lovato. And she's on tour right now for her demonic upside down cross blah, rock album on uh, what's it called? Holy fuck. That's the album name. And apparently after just a few shows, she decided that she cannot tour anymore. She posted one day, literally at the beginning of her tour, and said, I'm so fucking sick. I can't get out of bed. I can't do this anymore. The next tour will be my last. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Now, we all know Demi Lovato to be very dramatic and to make a lot of revelations to the world to maybe get sympathy or attention or something like that. So a part of me was like, maybe Demi Lovato was just doing that. Or maybe her body really can just not bounce back from a few tour dates. And maybe she did get the flu or did get COVID from somewhere. And in that case, that is very intense. And I'm sure it takes like a physical toll on you touring all the time. So maybe you just cannot bounce back as much. But it's really upsetting that Demi's literally going to quit touring at such a young age because she said her body just can't do it anymore. Like she can't keep up. That's kind of wild to me. And seeing both of these artists like struggle to get through a tour just makes me feel like maybe this is because their past of not treating their bodies the best. I don't mean to sound like an asshole or rude or anything, but... It's definitely true. I see a lot of people like, do you see those videos of older people on TikTok where they're like, what would you tell like your younger self? And they're always like, I would have like treated myself better. I would have started to like stretch and work out and not, you know, do anything that would damage my physical or mental health. I wouldn't drink as much. And because they're like, it really does catch up to you faster than you think. So part of me thinks maybe their bodies just can't bounce back as much because of what they've been through. And I don't blame them for that. I think addiction is like a real thing. And I respect them and love them, but I feel like maybe they're bought, like it's just taking a toll on them, and that's why they can't bounce back as fast as, say, another artist who's taken a big ass fall on stage. Like even like Madonna, did you see that fall she took at the the Brit Awards where her cape that she was wearing, someone pulled it, and she fell down like ten stairs, and she just got back up again performing. I feel like it's all just like how you take care of yourself throughout the years because. A lot of these kids out here these days are jeweling and smoking weed out of these suspicious like pens every day and drinking. And I feel like we all just need to be aware that that stuff will really catch up with us very quickly. I've definitely been drinking too much lately. So I need like I'm definitely not innocent of this. But I think we're all young right now. We feel great. We feel like invincible and it doesn't really affect us. But sooner or later, it really will. So maybe just put the put the jewel pot down. You know, we don't know how they'll affect us. Maybe I can try to have fun without alcohol. That's like saying try to uh, try to run a mile without running suit, running shoes. It's possible, but running shoes really help, if you know what I mean. But anyway, yeah, things catch up to us and we should just all be aware of that. But anyway, last thing I want to talk about is the Marilyn Monroe movie that just came out on Netflix. It's called Blonde. And I was really excited for it. I mean, is there a bigger legend and an icon than Marilyn Monroe? The image of beauty and fame and socialite and grace and power and a sex symbol for all the men in America and an an, an idol for all the women in America. There's not many people who have had a hold on pop culture for decades and almost like a century like she has. So I was so excited. And I love Anna de Armas, who's playing her... I think Anna is so talented and I loved her in Knives Up. I no Knives Out. And I thought she was so good and she's so pretty. And yeah, everyone was really excited for this movie. It seems like it was a chance to use this role 
to be empowering, to send a message to women, to uplift women and show a great story about Marilyn. But it is now being labeled the most exploitative and traumatic to watch movie of all time. People are saying it did Marilyn such a dishonor and it was one of the most poorly made films about a celebrity's life ever. For so many reasons, the director of this movie, I think his name is Andrew Dominic. He absolutely destroyed the perception of Marilyn and did the opposite of what people wanted. He had such a great opportunity here, but he ruined it. He made Marilyn look like weak and People say that this movie just served to diminish her and make her look like a victim and just at the hands of all the men in her life. And that's not the message we want to send out at all. Basically, the whole film, people are saying, I haven't watched it because it's fucking three hours long and I was getting to it. I truly was on my list, but now I feel like I don't even want to watch it. I don't want to support this. I love Anna and I'll go, you know, support her other movies, but no one's mad at Anna by the way, for the movie, they say she acted fine. They just don't like the writing and everything. That's what it seems to be. But people are saying that it's the movie showing Marilyn through the male gaze. And that is it. And that just makes it already just sound awful. Because I hate the male gaze. And it shows her being treated as meat. And shows how the men in the industry saw her and used her. And apparently there's a lot of graphic, whole, like almost horror scenes of her being abused trigger warning there's two sa scenes of her being r-worded one of the r-word scenes is between her and jfk that didn't even happen that at like there's no proof there's no indication that that ever happened ever so people were wondering why the fuck was that in the film at all there were too many topless scenes it was too much focusing on maryland as the image as the sex symbol and the director made Anna de Armas get topless way too much. That's what everyone's saying. And apparently, <laughs> this is so fucking weird. The director made the Marilyn character call her husband daddy in the whole film. Marilyn Monroe actually has a song called My Heart Belongs to Daddy. But like that's just a song from a movie. Like She didn't actually do that. It's just so weird that... This man who directed this movie like took an inch of her life of public perception then just went a mile creating her as this male gaze sculpture in this film and it's gross. And there's also a super problematic part about abortion in the movie but the gag is like she never had an abortion in real life. Ever. It was known that she miscarried two babies because she had um, I believe an endometriosis is what she struggled with so it was hard for her to maintain a pregnancy so she tragically miscarried but there's this weird fucking scene in the movie i actually saw this clip and it's like a a cgi baby that they cut away to in the film that's still in her um womb and the baby is speaking on some cartoon network shit the baby is speaking this cgi baby And it's saying, you're not going to hurt me this time, will you? To Marilyn, before Marilyn has the abortion in the movie. What weird freak, incel, misogynist asshole wrote this? That's insane. Planned Parenthood called it gross anti-abortion propaganda. And I completely agree. Emily Ratajkowski went on TikTok and said that this whole movie is a disgrace and it's fetishizing female pain. She's absolutely right. 
So I've been hearing a lot about this Marilyn Monroe movie, Blonde, which I haven't seen yet, but I'm not surprised to hear that it's yet another um, movie fetishizing female pain, even in death. Um, we love to fetishize female pain. Look at Amy Winehouse. Look at um, Britney Spears. Look at the way we obsess over Diana's death, the way we obsess over dead girls and serial killers watch any csi episode and it's like this crazy fetishization of female pain and death and i think as women i mean i can say for myself for sure that i've learned how to fetishize my own pain and my own hurt in my life so that it feels like something that can be tended to that's kind of sexy and like you know i'm like this oh a fucked up girl whatever and i think we do that in many many different ways um but I want that to change. But I was thinking about it and you know what's kind of hard to fetishize? Anger. Anger is hard to fetishize. So I have a proposal. I think we all need to be a little more pissed off. Um, I'm gonna be in my witch era. 2022, baby, is my bitch era. This is, um, I think we should all be in our bitch era. So I'm gonna be pissed off when I see this movie, I already know it, um, but it's nothing new. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna get angry. Now, the director of this film defends it because he say that the film is labeled fiction, so it's not based in fact, which I understand you can then, you know, make up stories about someone's life based off public perception. But in the trailer for the films, it's Marilyn Monroe being like, this is the real story of my life. Like, it was just very misleading that a lot of people think that it's not fiction, that it's nonfiction. So people are now thinking that this is the real story of what happened when it's absolutely not at all. It wasn't clear enough that this is just a man's depiction of it, which why was a man even given this project in the first place? I'd rather have Olivia Wilde <laughs> causing a ruckus, but making a better film than that man. So... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And even if it is fiction and he got to make up a story, why did he go down that route? It seems like he had an alternate agenda. He almost wanted to think, like, how can I make a movie about my political beliefs and misogyny and anti-abortion propaganda and get it out to the world where women watch it and try to, like, brainwash them and make them think like me? He was like... Marilyn Monroe that's what I'll do it just seems like a missed opportunity to make a really good film about Marilyn with Anna de Armas and he just totally ruined it it could have been empowering it could have been a story that shows her as a resilient perseverant legend and entertainer and a respected woman in pop culture history but he didn't and it's so disappointing because people like girls look up to Marilyn girls have girls of all generations ever since Marilyn was alive have a poster of her in their room and even like five-year-olds today have one and then a 50-year-old woman probably has one and like she's just the golden girl of kind of like what women aspire to be like smart and successful and respected and of course like sexy too come on like who who doesn't want to look great it could have been such a great film, but he just completely ruined it. And we need to stop giving films about iconic and powerful women to be directed by men. 
the whole world isn't from the male gaze and this story shouldn't be like at all um yeah it's just that that they made this film for incels who want to like look at her and touch themselves to her and relish in her pain and hate women when it should have been made for people who actually would have been really excited to see it and cheer for her which are women and girls and people who have respect for her so it was a total misfire and the director of this film andrew dominic he said that he sees the criticism from the film as the a success for the film because it really impacted you that's what he said like what a freak what a sociopath he had a statement that i copied somewhere where is it oh hold on he said it's a demanding movie if the audience doesn't get it that's the fucking audience's problem it's not running for public office it's an nc-17 movie about marilyn monroe it's kind of what you want right i want to go and see the nc-17 version of the marilyn monroe story bro that's only you why do you sound like such a tyrant asshole you sound like andrew tate i thought andrew tate was banned from social media why does this man exist who gave this man this opportunity what does he have against someone that such a disgusting misogynist was even given this opportunity like that literally sounds like something andrew tate would mutter into his little podcast microphone while he spits into the air and lashes his tongue everywhere with that lisp of his this sounds like something andrew tate is like ghost writing for him he said the movie isn't running for public office okay and doesn't mean you can destroy a woman's iconography doesn't mean you can't be a dud and a bozo and a piece of shit so i just think he's fucked up and i've never seen twitter hate a movie so collectively ever so let me just read you some tweets about it this person said with forty thousand likes if you have any respect for marilyn monroe then don't watch the blonde movie this person said with seventy thousand likes i have never seen the internet hate a movie as much as they do blonde oh my god exactly this person says in a quote tweet to a tweet that says blonde director andrew dominic dismisses gentlemen prefer blondes one of maryland's most famous movies as a film about a well-dressed whore so clearly this man hates her and it seems like almost like when the power gets into the wrong hands like when kim jong-un got the nuke button it just, it just seems like the power's in the wrong hands. But this person said, then I can dismiss Blonde as a film made to exploit a dead woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I was so excited for this film, but Nia will not be watching it. And I don't think you should either. We respect Marilyn Monroe in this house. We, we, we stand for her and salute her. And this is not how she could, she should be remembered, even if it's fiction. This is not propaganda that we should watch. And there's, apparently it's not even so bad that it's good. It's just so bad that it's bad. There's not even entertainment factor to this. So I suggest you do not watch it. And I suggest you don't fuck with my sis, Marilyn. Because she's comfortable. Comfortable in my skin. Well, thank you guys for joining me in Pop Culture University today. Class is, I guess, over. I have so much fun doing this. And I love y'all so much. The podcast is growing so much. which makes me so happy. You guys slay my life. Another day, another sleigh. I got the first copy of the merch in and I tried it on. And I really do like it, but there's just one sizing issue that I need to fix. But it's super cute. It's pink. Not the whole shirt, but there's pink letters on it just to give you a little hint. And it says something about PCU. And I think you guys will really love it. So I'm so excited to give you that. If you're bored, check out my <laughs> my ho Twitter era. Again, it's at... um 
Patty Pop Private on Twitter if you want to see my goods. Ew, I that's so gross. Like, I, I do, like do I block my mom from this? Do I bring it up if I make an OnlyFans and suspiciously buy a mansion at like my age? Do I do I just say I got a job? Do I, do I just say it's from TikTok? Like I I don't know what to say. It's so awkward, but I'm just having fun for now and I'm living my life. And I love this sexual liberation of not shaming sex workers. It's really inspired me to just make one. And I think that is empowering. Um, also, happy National Boyfriend Day, everyone. Oh, you don't have a boyfriend? No. Oh, there's always next year. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, You know I love you, bitch. If you don't have a boyfriend, it's because you left an asshole as you should or because no one meets your standards and you'll find the right man one day you know it's not it's it's not you it's 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 them it's everyone else it's not you and that's a fact but anyway um oh my god i'm going to a gay bar on wednesday because the theme is ariana and taylor night all things ariana and taylor oh i'm so excited i'm also so excited for midnights every time taylor gets on that damn tiktok with that stupid upside down phone to announce a new track of her album i cream my pants I cannot wait for midnights. It's going to be an orgasm of a day, October 21st. Kim K's birthday, Harry Styles' new gay movie, Midnights by Taylor Swift. And I, and I really cannot wait for that. So I'm holding out for that day. And you guys should too. That's a reason to stick around <laughs> October 21st. I, I like need something to be excited about or I literally will die. So that's what I'm excited about right now. Um, I challenge you guys to find something that you're excited about right now. Think to yourself, what am I excited about that's making me excited to exist? And if you don't have something, I think you should like make something up. You should like plan something. You should tell yourself like next Wednesday I'll get cookies or like I'll get crumble cookies next Wednesday. Or the the, the new crumble cookie flavors are always something for me to look forward to. I'm going to get that one day this week as well. That's what I'm looking forward to. So I just challenge you to give yourself something to look forward to. Maybe push yourself outside your comfort zone. Do something exciting. Plan something exciting. And yeah, I think it will boost your mood a bit. It will give you some morale and make your mind a better place to exist in. It will make you happier, I think. So that's my challenge for y'all. And besides that, if you guys have a great week, keep on the grind, you know, get that bread. Make sure to rate this podcast five stars, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're already hearing me as well. Do so. Leave a cute little review. I love reading them wherever you write them. Uh, screenshot yourself, links into it, post it on your Instagram story and tag me so I can hit you up in your DMs. I appreciate it. And yeah, until Friday, I will see you guys. Okay, bye. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Progressive protects more than just your home and car. You could save when you bundle your motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and RVs. Doesn't that sound good? Like the sound of the wind in the trees as your RV sits parked in the forest. Is that the call of the majestic owl? And there's the sound of a tree branch crashing into the roof of your RV. Oof, I guess their nest was in that branch. But you know what does sound good? You're covered with Progressive. So bundle all your vehicles in home in one place and save with the multi-policy discount. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers.
It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show freaking rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.